So I'd like to say that maybe I'm suffering from a case of hemorrhoids, but uh, in reality, it's all you motherfuckers up my ass to get a new podcast. So here it is. And even though it's not the actual title, from the heart, this one is called Fuck You, Adam Shine. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still going over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. And I do have a TikTok, even though I haven't made any fucking videos over there. Uh, RoyDog13, I think it is? I believe it is. It is Sunday, August 20th, and I am trying to get this fucking Saints-Chargers game on my goddamn TV and NFL Plus is just a big bag of dicks right now. There we go. It's about goddamn time. Holy shit. Any which way. So, yes, I have been gone for a while. I have been on vacations. I had two vacations. One was spent out in Colorado, Utah, and Arizona with my youngest daughter. Uh, we had a grand old time over there. Uh, most of the pictures and videos and stuff, those are all over on Facebook. Although I did post some over on Instagram and over on uh, the old Twitter, uh, throw up the X, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, second one was I was out in Ohio, Canton, Ohio to be exact, over at the Hall of Fame for the Fantasy Football Expo. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I uh, got to talk to a lot of interesting people, including Des Bryant, uh, former wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. And, uh, you know... My 46-year-old ass uh, got hurt while playing flag football. Hey, it happens. Uh, pulled my hamstring. Uh, got a nice little turf burn. Um, now, if you want to know why the NFL goes, hey, pull up your goddamn socks to uh, some of these guys uh, in the NFL, that's the reason why. Big old turf burn. If you've seen it, it's disgusting. It is healing. Uh, it's healing very nicely, but... Uh, it still looks like I got a patch of Freddy Krueger on my fucking left leg. So it is what it is there. Have been gone for a while. Uh, did get the draft guide out before uh, I left for vacation um, and have been keeping you updated through the ADP. And with the cheat sheet, we are currently on version five of the cheat sheet ADP. You know, still doing it week by week. Uh, I believe next weekend is actually going to be the last one that I'm going to do. So that's going to be 827. That'll be the last day that I actually do uh, the ADP tracking, which will be actually about a week, a week longer than what I usually do. Um, we're going to try and, you know, just keep it out as long as we possibly can. I'm just not going to fuck around with it on Labor Day weekend. No reason. Um Got to get ready for the first week of the season. Uh, have an, I have a draft, uh, one more draft on that one, 
um, to finish out my draft season, but uh, we'll we'll get it all done. Uh, we should be pretty good, even though the podcast hasn't been around. Uh, you guys should kind of know where I'm going, where I'm at on uh, certain players, um, especially if you, re- if you read the draft guide. Anything that you see within the cheat sheet itself with the tier rankings um, should be pretty obvious. Uh, I have moved things a little bit up and down as we've gone. Uh, it is a pain in the ass with one person doing this, but hey, it's what I signed up for, right? It's what I signed up for. Now, I am going to let you know right now, while I was out at the Fantasy Football Expo, um, I did kind of show my work. Uh, to someone within the industry uh, to kind of see how everything looked, kind of get a a true critique on how everything was going. Uh, Somebody who was not going to bullshit me uh, if he thought that it looked, if it was bad, um, uh, anything that needed work, improvement. And surprisingly, I got an answer of, uh, you have a product that is something that you should be selling right now, um, in its current form. And so what I'm going to tell you is that this is going to be the last season that this is free. Now, here's the thing. How much is it going to cost next year? Haven't figured it out, but, but. If you are on the mailing list or you are a subscriber over at Daily Ambush, there's going to be a couple promo codes that we're going to end up having out. I'm going to try and get this all set up on a website, have the podcast set up through the website so you can get there. Uh, The point being is that having the subscription will get you access to the weekend podcast for DFS. Uh, so everything stays on the website, stays with the subscribers. How much is that going to cost? Not very much. Uh, basically, if you are on the mailing list, or like I said, Daily Ambush, basically I'm looking at a dollar a week for an NFL year. So it would be a yearly subscription. It would be basically $52. Sound fair? A dollar a week? I think it sounds pretty fair. Then anybody who else who is not on that mailing list who comes in later or is not with that website comes in later, you're going to pay full price because I'm going to take care of the people that have been here, you know, not only since day one, but who have been here over the last couple of years. So that's kind of the idea, but that is all next year. Right now we need to focus on this season. So we're going to go ahead and take a look at the ADP. Uh, tracking spreadsheet, Um, maybe not so much taking a look at the ADP tracking spreadsheet as much as we're going to take a look at the cheat sheet itself and kind of go along with, you know, what I'm looking at with the tiers. Now, tiers is the best way to go about your draft. Tiers, you basically, you know, group a, a, you know, handful of players within each tier uh, and you create levels. Um, and then basically you kind of compare that to other positions. So, you know, you're going basically tier, you know, for me, tier one, like running backs, wide receivers, you know, quarterbacks, it's usually like one player. So basically you're starting at like say tier two and you're kind of going through and you're looking and you're comparing 
the positions and whether or not that's a position you want to fill. Um, and you can kind of go back and forth. This is mostly, this tends to run a little bit more between running backs and wide receivers. But like, say, if you're getting into, say, tier four running backs, tier four wide receivers, and you got a guy like, say, Travis Kelsey at tight end, or you got Patrick Mahomes at uh, quarterback, you have to consider taking those type of positions um, at the at those extreme values because they're rated higher, they're ranked higher. So the tier ranking sheets, I have them all in tiers. You can see QB1, QB2, QB3, for instance. You can see where their average draft position is with the NFSC. So Patrick Mahomes is at <clears throat> pick 18. Uh, overall, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen pick 22 uh, and pick 21. So you at least have kind of a rough idea of where they're rated uh, in totality overall uh, with the ADP for that website. We do use the NFFC here. I don't mess around a little with much with Yahoo, uh, ESPN, Underdog. I mean, if you want to sponsor me, sure, I'll put your content on here. But I hate ESPN. I generally will use Yahoo, Sleeper. Uh, a little bit of fan tracks, not this year because I'm not. I didn't do draft night out out in the expo, but their ADPs are going to be a little bit different. It's all based uh, kind of more or less on only what their sites are, right? So NFSC is is only their site. It only takes their information. Uh, NFSC tends to be the better players, the high stake players. So. Guys of a certain ilk within the positions are actually going to get drafted higher. Um, guys with, you know, the quote-unquote higher upside, uh, they're going to go a little bit. They're going to go a little bit earlier than say some of the other sites. Um, and we're getting in. We're using data that's more prof- quote-unquote professional players uh, versus just, uh, you know, the you know Joe Schmo off the street. Uh, guys who are in or within our uh, own league. So I've said before that I do still believe that running backs are going to go a little bit higher. Um, so we're going to get some value still on some of the wide receivers. I don't think a lot of people are going to follow the cheat sheets that are in the magazines that are going to point out what you know most of the industry is thinking that you know you got to get your wide receivers and you got to sit back on running backs. I don't think a lot of that's going to happen. Can it? Sure. It absolutely can. But you're going to find that out based off of basically the first four or five picks of your draft. If you're up in that upper spot, you know, are you passing? Like, if you're at number one or number two, are you passing on Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? Are you going to control the board? More than likely, you are. Now, if you're fearful that you're going to lose out on running back, yeah, then you definitely would take a look at, say, CMC, B. John Robinson. I don't care. Whatever you're comfortable with, do what you want, okay? It's your team. I don't control it. The only thing I can do is provide the information that I collect and put forth towards you. You don't have to listen to me. But 
at the very least, try and follow the cheat sheet as much as humanly possible as far as the tier rankings. That's all I ask, no matter which way you start. The only thing I'm going to say is please, for the love of fucking Christ, do not take a quarterback in the first round. Please don't do that. Let's not do that. If you want to take Travis Kelsey in the first round, you are more than welcome to take Travis Kelsey in the first round. I will sign off on it. I don't give a shit if he's the first overall pick. That's how valuable Travis Kelsey is. So let's go ahead and take a look at the cheat sheet. We're going to start with the QBs. Tier 1, of course, is going to be Patrick Mahomes. 18th overall pick on there. It's pretty fair. Um, but I don't think he's going to go any higher than, say, uh, the end of the second round, right at that 2-3 turn, probably right in there. And then you're going to have Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen kind of follow suit in the next tier. Uh, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are in Tier 3. Still have uh, still have Burrow over Herbert. I am not worried about the calf. Okay, He's walking on it pretty fine. Um, last weekend, even against the Packers when he was on the sideline, he was walking pretty well on it. Um, I have torn both of my calves. It's, it's separate incidents. So I know how bad that really, really hurts. And for him to be walking around nonchalant on that, I have no problems with him. No problems with him sitting out the preseason. He doesn't need the preseason. So, but Justin Herbert, I am still really high on, um, with Kellen Moore coming over, uh, from the Dallas Cowboys should be pretty good offense this year. So I'm very comfortable with those two in tier three, tier four. It's kind of a crapshoot in there. Now I have it listed as, and I have it listed in order of how I like them. Okay. So Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, you'll notice that Lamar Jackson is QB five. Uh, at pick 40. If you want to take Jamar Jackson, or Lamar, Jamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson before Trevor Lawrence, you're more than welcome to. I would probably still stick with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson in that order. I do not trust Lamar Jackson and his injury history. I just don't. I don't trust it. I don't trust that offense. Nothing. So that's kind of why I'm down on him. Like I said, as long as you stay within the tier, you have no problems. You're not going to get me to question anything with you, okay? So, tier five, here's where we start with some of the kind of, hmm, all right, but, you know, can have decent fantasy years. Uh, Tua starts off there. I have moved Russell Wilson way up um, to basically QB 11. QB 11? Yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, uh, Anthony Richardson, which is a bit of a risk because he is a rookie, um, but we do like uh, his fleet of footness, and he does have a cannon, so um, we're kind of willing to deal with the turnovers. He is going to start the year, so I can't move him any farther down than that. Uh, Jared Goff and Jordan Love. Jordan Love has moved up. Um, has played very well in the first two preseason games. I love what I'm seeing out of him. That's not just the Packer fan in me. That is looking at him and going, okay, they had a plan. 
They had a three-year plan when they drafted him in 2020, and he looks like he is on track, much like Aaron Rodgers was when he went through that process. So Jordan Love, I'm very comfortable in Tier 5. Two is a bit of a risk, but I can't move him any farther down, um, even with the concussions. So you're going to want to have somebody to kind of pair with him uh, just in case he does get hurt. But with that offense in Miami, what we saw last year, another year in the system, you can't drop him any lower. Russell Wilson has moved up only because of Sean Payton in that offense. Um, there has been some good things coming from Russell Wilson uh, this preseason uh, in the practices. So I'm liking him. He's building that rapport with Jerry Judy. I'm fine with him right where he is. Kirk Cousins, it's it's Kirk Cousins. It's Kirk Cousins. Uh, Geno Smith probably should be a little bit higher um, but I do think they kind of get back to basics um, in Seattle with a little bit more running uh, with Kenneth Walker. Um, and then, uh, God damn it, I just forgot his name. Oh, Zach Charbonnet, the wine, the wine, Zach Wine. <laughs> no, we can't call him Zach Wine. Um, but I am I am fine with Geno Smith there. He does have a very good complement of wide receivers and DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and then you do have to mention JSN, uh, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Um, but I'm not sold on him as being somebody that you need to draft because you're never going to know when you can utilize him. Very talented player. <sighs> Just going to be very up and down. It's somebody that we take a shot in DFS. I know some people hate to hear that, um, but it's true. I don't want him on my fan. I don't want him on my actual fantasy football team. I'll take a shot at him. You know, best ball is fine, um, but regular redraft league, no, absolutely not. Uh, Daniel Jones has been running the offense pretty efficiently this preseason for the New York Giants, so um, I've come around on him. I wanted to see a couple weeks with him. I'm very comfortable with him now. So if you do end up drafting him, God bless you. God bless you. Um, just pay attention though, if he tends to kind of run into some trouble, um, maybe it's time to hop off the horse, but I do believe from what I've seen, from what I, from what I've seen of him, he looks pretty decent. Uh, we talked about Richardson high upside. He is a rookie. You're willing to deal with the mistakes. I'm perfectly fine with it, but I'd probably have a second quarterback on there. Uh, just in case maybe you want to start somebody in front of Anthony Richardson, just to kind of see how he kind of plays out um, before actually utilizing him, that's fine. Uh, two quarterback leagues, I think he's fine as your second quarterback. Uh, Jared Goff is going to be very stable. He's going to probably basically be the new Kirk Cousins until you know Detroit moves on from him. Um, but I'm very comfortable with him, especially after last year uh, in that system. I'm very fine with him, especially with Sun God. As long as Sun God is there, I think he's going to be just perfectly fine. Uh, Jordan Love brings up the rear in Tier 5. He has moved up from Tier 6. Um, very comfortable with him as a second quarterback uh, going into this year uh, after what I've seen this preseason. Derek Carr probably should be in Tier 5 uh, for the New Orleans Saints, but I haven't seen enough of him in practice and in preseason uh, to warrant putting him up to a Tier 5. So I'll put him in tier six. It's fine. He's not in the tier of desperation. He's nowhere near the tier of desperation. So uh, Derek, Hyde, uh, Derek Carr, perfectly fine for New Orleans. We love Chris Olave. 
like Juwan Johnson at tight end. Um, so perfectly fine with him. Probably get a lot of shit for Aaron Rodgers being in this tier, but at this stage, that Jets offense, um, I'm not sold on it. That offensive line looks terrible. Um, they did hold their own in the game that they showed against the you know Carolina Panthers, but Carolina wasn't really starting their main guys in there, and they were kind of having some trouble. So um, I'm not really sold. I'm not really sold on the offense, um, at least from the passing side of it. I do think they're still going to have some decent running ability, um, but we will get into the whole Brees Hall, Delvin Cook thing. Uh, Kenny Pickett actually has moved up. Been very impressed with him uh, so far uh, this offseason. So Kenny Pickett has actually moved up. Um, I think he's going to be perfectly fine with uh, his rapport of wide receivers and, of course, you know, Pat Fryermuth at tight end, who has moved up again uh, just a little bit. So Kenny Pickett, I think, will make a very good second quarterback. Ryan Tannehill moves up. Uh, a lot of people shitting on him, but he is still there. He can still run that offense. He can still run for the two, you know, two, three-yard touchdown, uh, sniping away from Derrick Henry. So I'm not completely done on Ryan Tannehill. But he's got to stay, got to stay healthy. Um, Brock Purdy comes next. I'm okay with him. I'm not thrilled with him. I worry that that about the elbow. No matter what San Francisco says, um, so I'm kind of off Brock Purdy. But I just can't drop him down any further. Um, Matthew Stafford, I'm done. I'm done. He's gonna get hurt. I just don't trust it. That's why he's down there. Uh, the two rookies, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, uh, come next. Uh, they haven't looked great. Uh, Stroud looked a little bit better uh, yesterday. Um, Bryce Young, he's still a little guy. I've said it. He, I was taller than him, standing next to him, and they list him as 5'10", and I said, that's bullshit, so... Um, but I do still like the two rookies. I don't really want to drop them any further because um, they do have a lot of potential uh, once these offenses kind of get kind of get going here. Uh, Sam Howell, I do like Sam Howell for Washington, but I can't move. I can't honestly move him up uh, any further than what I have. Um, should be good with uh, Terry McLaurin. And there's a lot of Jahan Dotson love out there, of course. Uh, this offense, uh, anchored by uh, Eric Bieniemy at offensive coordinator, should be pretty good. Might have a little bit of slow start, but it'll you know eventually start reeling it off. Uh, Desmond Ritter, <sighs> I want to love Desmond Ritter. I really do. I do like the kid coming out of Cincinnati, um, but I'm just not ready for him uh, in year two. Um, but I can't quite drop him into tier of desperation. And we'll get into why tier of desperation. Uh, Mac Jones, okay with, not thrilled with. I don't really care much for the offense outside of the running backs. So Mac Jones, just be happy that where you're at. Uh, Jimmy G, same kind of thing. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I like Devontae Adams still. Um, but outside of that, I'm not really sold on anything else there. Tier of desperation. 
if you fall below Kyler Murray, who leads the tier of desperation, um, I want nothing to do with you. And that is Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. They still haven't made a decision yet. Kyle Trask actually looked pretty decent on the last game. Baker Mayfield is having family issues right now. So I think Kyle Trask actually takes his job. Um, and I'm not really making fun of Baker Mayfield because from what everything that I've seen, that one's pretty hairy. So he's got a lot of shit he's got to deal with. Uh, Trey, Trey Lance bringing up the rear. If he somehow knocks off Brock Purdy, uh, I've never been a Trey Lance guy. Running backs. CMC leads in Tier 1. He is the ultimate number one. No fans or butts for me. Do not argue with me. You take another running back outside of CMC first. Fine. That's on your own accord. Don't ask me to sign off for it. CMC is number one until he's dead. Okay, and that's probably going to be after this year. Um, I do know that he, you know, he's had his injury history, but he's on his game. He's on his fucking game. And with Brock Purdy at quarterback, um, he is the ultimate play. Uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. So CMC, number one, the only guy in Tier 1. Tier 2, um, you can mix and match in here. I uh, have Bijan, the rookie uh, for Atlanta, here leading off. Uh, Nick Chubb next. I can honestly switch those two out. Um, Nick Chubb's going to have an ultimate workload uh, with no Kareem Hunt there. So uh, Nick Chubb, this is going to be the highest he's ever going to be. Um, probably on the cheat sheets. Uh, Austin Eckler and Saquon Barkley bringing up the rear. I think those two belong down there. I think it is CMC, Bijan, and Chubb. Uh, Bijan and Nick Chubb, you know, you can kind of mix and match in there. So now we got tier three. Uh, Tony Pollard, Derek Henry, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, and Aaron Jones. Um, you will notice a fluctuation in ADPs here. Um, with Tony Pollard being uh, number 17 overall, Derrick Henry at number 23, Najee Harris at 29, Joe Mixon at 45, and Aaron Jones right next to Mixon at 47. So you're getting a you're getting a hell of a discount with Mixon and Jones. Now Mixon's probably going to start moving up a little bit more. Um, his uh, menacing case was dismissed. That was on Thursday, so we only really had a couple days where. That wasn't going to affect his ADP, so I do expect him to start rising back up. Um, probably not up to Najee Harris levels, but I would expect him to be a third-round pick um, at some point. Probably by the end of the third round, if Joe Mixon is still there, um, that's going to be a bit of a surprise. So, ooh, Eastland Stick. Man, you could run. That Easton Stick kid, man. You know I hate him. So those are my tier threes. I have a little bit of worries with um, all of them. Tony Pollard is just Kenny Hamill, the workload. Um, is he going to get a bigger workload with no Zeke there? Uh, Derek Henry, is he too old? Najee Harris. The only worry I have is can he stay healthy? And I think he can. Um, I'm not really too worried about Jalen Warren, but he is a guy that I would like to handcuff with Najee Harris later in the later in the draft. Uh, Joe Mixon, 
Um, this is going to probably be his last really good year. And so that's why I'm willing to take the shot on him late because we were willing to take him at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round last season. So uh, it's kind of the same thing with Aaron Jones. He was the second round pick last year, and now you're getting him in the fourth round. It's a hell of a value. And uh, between him and A.J. Dillon, somebody's got, something's got to go after this year. I think they're both playing for contracts. Um, A.J. Dillon, of course, because this is his last actual full year uh, under his rookie deal. But Aaron Jones, essentially his deal was, you know, one-year increments. I know there was a couple years involved on the deal, but each year is not guaranteed uh, once you get to a certain age. So Aaron Jones probably played for another contract um, after this season. Tier 4. Uh, we have Ramondre Stevenson dropped a little bit with the Zeke news uh, of him signing in New England, but not too much. It didn't really affect it too much. I like Stevenson here. Uh, ETN I'm still okay with, um, even with Tank Bigsby. Uh, Travis ETN is very electric, so I'm very, I'm very much okay with him uh, in the fourth round. Jonathan Taylor is going to be the risk. He's dropped way down. Um, I did have him up at tier two at one point. Now he's down to tier four because I'm getting a little worried. And so I moved him and Josh Jacobs down because we have not heard anything with Josh Jacobs about, you know, returning to the Raiders. So I'm a little worried there. Um, Taylor just kind of leaving personal thing. We'll see what happens. Now, if we get good news, um, Josh Jacobs being back, uh, Jonathan Taylor returning and actually being there all week, uh, because you will not get another ADP cheat sheet until next Sunday. Um, uh, so utilize this one right now for any upcoming drafts this weekend. But, um, Jonathan Taylor goes through a full week of practice, he, practice, like he is out on the field. He is running around. He's planning to get in a game. You can move him back up in the tier three. Same thing goes with Josh Jacobs, only if he's practicing uh, all week. Even if he returns, you know, at the end of the week for the last, you know, getting ready for game one, um, I'm probably still not going to pass up Ramondre Stevenson over Josh Jacobs, to be honest with you. Because now we're dealing with possible injury issues, um, ramping up you know, basically taking the whole first month to kind of ramp up into uh, true game shape. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I'm still okay with, with Seattle. Javante Williams, um, this is the Roy Kent. Uh, if you listen to Elite Fantasy on Series XM, this is Roy Kent. This is the guy, Javante Williams. Now, he is stabilized in the fifth round, and I'm okay with that. If he starts slipping up in the fourth round, then you're, ta- you're kind of taking a risk on him. Um, I have not yet gotten to take a look at that Denver game yet, um, but I'm going to. I want to see how well he did there, or even if he played. Maybe I should just take a look at that, see what he did. Do, 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 do. One moment, please. One moment, please. I don't think he did too much. I don't think he had that many carries. Come on. Do, 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 do. Box score. 
All right, so he had three carries for 12 yards. Okay, not too bad for a first game. Um, oh, had four receptions on five targets for 18 yards. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with him. I am perfectly fine with him. He got a lot of work in there, but I want to see how his cutting ability and everything has been. But looks to me like he is ready to go. Uh, Miles Sanders, I do like him for Carolina, so I'm going to put him at the end of Tier 4. Um, Miles Sanders, a guy at the end of the 6th round, and might even get him in the 7th round because a lot of people hate Miles Sanders uh, for his time in Philadelphia. But um, I think the Carolina offense has been stagnant with Bryce Young in there because Miles Sanders has not been on the field. Um. He had a little bit of a hiccup. I believe it was a groin. And they've kind of played it safe and just hadn't, haven't had him out there, which I don't blame Carolina whatsoever. They spent a lot of money on him to bring him over from Philly. Damian Pierce leads off Tier 5 with James Cook, James Conner, uh, DeAndre Swift, Jameer Gibbs, who is actually RB10, uh, overall at 31. I have dropped him all the way back here. There's a reason for that. It's because I don't trust him in this offense <laughs> doing the DeAndre Swift role. Um, and you'll notice, too, outside of J.K. Dobbins, who comes next for Baltimore, I have David Montgomery in the same tier uh, for Detroit. I actually prefer David Montgomery because he is RB30, uh, overall pick 83. So I am taking the value of David Montgomery. And unless Jameer Gibbs drops, uh, say the end of round three, uh, round four, beginning of round four, I'm going to stay away. Is he is he electric? Yes. Yes, he is a very good player, very electric. But the way that this offense was running last season, they gave us the blueprint of how they wanted to run it. And there was a lot of Jamal Williams down there in, you know, from the 20-yard line into the goal, right? So David Montgomery is going to, you know, take over that position. We can't say that Jameer Gibbs is just going to go off and run, even though he was the number six overall pick, right? So he is going to get his touches. He is going to get some run. But I like David Montgomery more for the value. I'm more willing to take that risk than take Jameer Gibbs in the third round, in the middle of the third round, which he'll probably go, honestly, at the end of the second round, somebody will jump on him, right? Somebody will jump on him. And then if he does flame out in the way that DeAndre Swift did in that role, we can laugh because we have our David Montgomery shares. Tier 6, you're looking at Rashad White, Alexander Madison, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. Back-to-back. That's how far down. I have dropped Brees Hall. Uh, I have moved Khalil Herbert up, so he is right there. Uh, Cam Akers, bleh. Isaiah Pacheco, mm. But I'm okay with it because he's picked 86 overall. Uh, Antonio Gibson, who should be the beneficiary. Um in that Eric Bieniemy offense for Washington, I'm a little bit higher on Antonio Gibson than I am on Brian Robinson, but Brian Robinson isn't that much farther down. Uh, and then A.J. Dillon bringing up the rear. He's looked okay this preseason. 
Uh, he is playing for a contract, but um, these are kind of more of your riskier um, plays. I know you can make the case Alexander Madison, he's the starter, blah, blah, blah. Uh, standalone guy, I'm not sold that he's a standalone guy here. Okay. Rashad White, I just, it's not Rashad White. It's the offensive line for Tampa Bay that I don't trust. Um, so I have him knocked back. Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, you want my honest opinion, Dalvin Cook is going to be your lead guy. He's going to be your main guy, Brees Hall. They're going to not rush in. So if it's between Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, comes there. Honestly, I'm probably taking Dalvin Cook. As much as I love Brees Hall. I love Brees Hall. Uh, Khalil Herbert showed everything we needed to know in the first game, and then they kind of sat him back in the second one. Uh, Khalil Herbert is going to be the running back for the Chicago Bears. Cam Akers, he is the standalone guy, but I have some worries with him. Uh, Pacheco, everybody knows I hate him, but I can't drop him down any further. Leading off Tier 7 is going to be Alvin Kamara with his three-game suspension there. Uh, Jamal Williams, his running mate, is right there. Um, I'm off Alvin Kamara. Uh, I will be off Alvin Kamara. Um, I'd rather have Jamal Williams there. Brian Robinson is okay. Gus Edwards. So here we start getting kind of getting more into like the backup type running backs here. Um, I do like Gus Edwards. He has been going super, super late. So we're talking double-digit rounds. He's been going like 12th, 13th, 14th. I got him in the 18th round in Scott Fishbowl. So nobody's paying any attention to Gus Edwards. You can get him for dirt fucking cheap, and he's a Tier 7 guy for me. Zach Charbonnet I do like for Seattle. He's looked really, really good. So um, I do want to get my hands on him. You're probably going to have to pay a little bit more for him. You're probably going to have to pay at least like a ninth, maybe an eighth rounder for him. Same goes with Samaje P. P. Ryan. Just because there's a lot of people that don't trust Javante Williams. Um, so they're more willing to take P. Ryan uh, instead. Uh, do have Zamir White uh, moving up. He is moving way up. He's he's going to continue to move up the longer that Josh Jacobs is not there. Zamir White has looked okay uh, for the Raiders. I think he'll be fine uh, working in as a starter. Uh, Rashad Petty uh, for Philadelphia. Don't trust it. Now, here's your Miami guys. Okay. Jeff Wilson is hurt. Jeff Wilson has been out there. So it's basically, for me, going into the year, it's going to be Raheem Mostert uh, will be your early down back for sure. We'll, we're, we'll be there on third down occasionally, uh, but you will see some Devon A-Chain on third downs there, and he's pretty electric. Now, A-Chain has been going before Mostert at RB40 versus RB49. Uh, is going about two and a half rounds earlier. So just be aware of that. But Mostert is going to be a starter. He was working with the ones um, uh, for Miami. Take Bigsby, the running mate for Travis Etienne, brings up the end of Tier 7 on there. Uh, he is somebody that I want to grab, especially if I have Etienne. Um. Don't necessarily have to grab him as a handcuff. I kind of want to have him as a handcuff. If you don't have ETN, get yourself a, a thing of Tank Bigsby because he looks really good, and he is really, really a good-looking running back. Um, 
Real quick here, tier eight, uh, mostly backups here. Tyler Algier, Damian Harris, Kenneth Gainwell, Elijah Mitchell, Jalen Moore, Ty J uh, Spears, Zeke Elliott, Kendry Miller, uh, Chase Brown, uh, Devin Singletary, Deion Jackson for Indianapolis. I haven't moved up into tier eight, but they have been rotating backs in Indianapolis. Um, I don't really like any of them outside of Deion Jackson and Evan Hall. I just can't bring myself to pull Evan Hall out of the tier of desperation, but I had to put him in the tier of desperation. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, I don't like him. He's got to die at some point. He just... I'm not happy with him. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, everybody knows how I feel by now on him. He's a straight-line runner, but he has been getting the job done for Carolina. Um, so we do want to have him as a handcuff for Miles Sanders. Uh, Joshua Kelly, this is another guy that's kind of getting forgotten. If you have Austin Eckler, you need to have yourself some Josh Kelly. He has played really decently uh, this preseason, and he should be the definitive backup for Eckler. Uh, tier desperation, just some guys that I'll kind of point out in here. Uh, here's your Roshan Johnson. Okay. Dante Foreman's in here too. I don't know who's backing him up. Um, my thought is that it's probably going to be Roshan Johnson because Dante Foreman's been hurt. Um, but we'll see what happens here within the next couple of weeks. Deuce Vaughn, I've kind of moved up. He has gotten himself onto the field, um, not only as a returner, but he has gotten in at the running back position and he's looked pretty decent. Um, but I'm not going to move him up any higher. I don't give a shit what you say. I don't give a shit if you're a fucking Cowboys fan. I'm not moving him up anymore. Oh, uh, let's see here. Sean Tucker for Tampa, I have in this tier. Um, he's actually played pretty decent. Uh, Ty Chandler for Minnesota is in here. Um, Zach Evans for the Rams, I have in here with Kyron Williams. So I'm kind of watching that battle play out for the Rams right now. Um, Corderell Patterson, but I don't really care much for him. Um, here's one kid that I did move up, and this is Elijah Dotson for the LA Chargers, has moved into tier of desperation um, after his week one performance. I want to keep an eye on him. He's probably not going to be anything more than the third running back on the... Um, L.A. Chargers, uh, but he's somebody that we need to pay attention to because if he starts outplaying um, Josh Kelly in practice, he could end up seeing some reps. Oh, man, we're at 42 minutes. i got to make this quick. Okay, so we're going to go through the wide receivers real quick. Uh, Jamar Chase, I've been getting asked, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? You pick. I gave you two. You can choose either or. Whichever one you prefer. I don't think you're wrong. I just prefer Jamar Chase because I am a Joe Burrow guy uh, over a Kirk Cousins guy. Tier 2, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Cooper Cup. I am not moving it from that order at all. That's how it is. If you like another guy over there, so be it. I like all four. Uh, Cooper Cup is the last part, is the last one in that Tier 2, though, because he is still not back from that hamstring. Says he's going to be back this week. I'll fucking wait and see. I'll see, Cup. We'll see. In tier three, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Devonta Adams, and Chris Olave. I think that order is perfect. I could go Olave over Adams. 
but uh, I think it's still four really good quality uh, wide receivers there that I don't mind having. Tier four, I'm having trouble dropping Garrett Wilson any further um, than the top of tier four for right now, uh, just because he is a one on the Jets. I'm he's not the new Devonte Adams. Okay, get that shit out of your head. But um, mid range, mid range, second round. I think Garrett Wilson will actually fall probably into the third round, and that's I'm comfortable taking him in the third round, especially if none of these other guys are taken. I will take him in the third round. But I do like I am very high on Devonte Smith this year. Uh, T Higgins always going to be a little bit higher. Uh, But he is a third-rounder this year, which is nice. He was a second-rounder last year, so I'm taking the value on him. Uh, Jalen Waddell, I've never been a big Jalen Waddell guy, but um, can't really drop him any further. Calvin Ridley just continues to keep moving up in the draft boards. Uh, Everybody's pretty high on Calvin Ridley. He is the true number one for Jacksonville um, and Trevor Lawrence. DK Metcalf, love him. Uh, Keenan Allen, I think we got one year left for him. Uh, perfectly fine with him. Uh, Debo Samuel, I like him. A lot of people don't, but if you're telling me I'm going to get him at the back end of the third round, I'll take a shot on him. I will take a shot on him. If CMC gets hurt, whew, man, man, he's going to get a, he's going to get even more value just because he will he will get carries. Uh, Jerry Judy for Denver, I'm okay with. I like Amari Cooper probably a little bit more. Um, But at at this point, you're pointing him in tiers, and they're right next to each other. You can just kind of leave it. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins bringing up the rear for Tier 4, especially with the injury to Traylon Burks. uh, That keeps him up rather high uh, for me, even in a a run-first offense. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you can't really drop him much farther than that, especially when you consider the next grouping here, and that is uh, Tier 5, which is actually an okay tier. Um, you have DJ Moore. I'm okay with him there. Uh, Christian Watson, I've been I've been known to say that I'm okay with him in the fourth round. Now, he has kind of moved up a little bit, um, but I would like him more at the back end of the fourth. Uh, early fifth would be even better. Terry McLaurin, love the value on him. Grab yourself some Terry McLaurin this year. De- uh, Deontay Johnson, same thing. Like him. Uh, we know that he didn't score a lot of touchdowns last year. That should come back this year uh, with Kenny picking another year in this offense. Mike Williams for the Chargers, good. Drake London, uh, but I can't drop him any further because um, I, I do like Drake London more than I like Chris Godwin for Tampa Bay. Uh, Tyler Lockett. For Seattle, probably should be a little bit higher. Uh, ADP of 63 overall, wide receiver 31. Uh, tremendous value for what Lockett brings year in and year out. Uh, Mike Evans, another steal. Uh, wide receiver 34, pick 72. You're telling me at the end of the sixth round, I'm going to get a 1,000-yard receiver? Yeah, this is the last season for Tampa Bay. Mike Evans is going to get his 1,000 yards, though. Uh, Gabe Davis, I have moved up. Uh, he looked really, really good uh, in yesterday's game for Buffalo, and he was somebody that 
uh, Josh Allen was really trusting, and he was actually coming through. So Gabe Davis, maybe we were a year too early. Tier 6, I'm just going to run through these. Pittman, Pickens, Marquise, Hollywood Brown, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk, Romeo Dubs, who is moving up. Uh, he's wide receiver 49, uh, pick 108 overall. Uh, you're going to have to grab him higher, especially folks listen to me in Wisconsin, uh, northern Illinois, Minnesota. You're going to have to grab him earlier. Um, Dubs and Love have a really, really, really good connection uh, this year. Jahan Dotson, here's another guy that we like. Jordan Addison, I'm okay with. Uh, Quentin Johnson, I will take a flyer on. He's actually dropping into double-digit rounds. Um, he's a little bit higher in the NFFC. Kadarius Tony, where he's at right now at pick 98 overall. Um, I'm okay taking a shot on him. Uh, it's kind of been said on the radio, if you got five weeks of him at that, okay. All right. Um, but I do have the KC receivers kind of bunched, bunched up. Take the one that you really like, Sky Moore and, Rasheed, and the rookie Rasheed Rice. Uh, Rice looked good. Rice looked good this weekend. Um, I was really excited about him. Uh, Rashad Bateman, Cortland Sutton, people are sleeping on them a little bit. Traylon Burks is dropping. Uh, I will take the value. Brandon Cooks, I still think he's got a year left with Dallas here. Uh, Alan Lazard, I'll take a flyer on. Nico Collins, we've seen him. He can have good games. Um, Dirt cheap. Darnell Mooney is going to be worth. He's going. To, you're going to spend nothing to get him on your team. Uh, same with Odell Beckham Jr. If you want to take a shot there, Elijah Moore. I'm not high on him with Cleveland. I just. I'm not. Okay. It's Amari Cooper and David Njoku, and that's about it. That's all you really want out of the receiving core. Uh, tier eight. We're going to have the rookies save Flowers, then Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. Um, I have moved some of the Carolina receivers up. Um, I have moved Terrence Marshall all the way out because he's been hurt, has not been on the field. I'm not. We're not. We're not playing this fucking game anymore. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, for New England uh, should be good in the slot, playing that Jacoby Myers role. Uh, the rookie Jonathan Mingo for Carolina. He's actually looked okay. Um, so you can take your shot between Thielen, Shark, and Mingo. I'm actually liking Shark and Mingo right now. Uh, Mingo, I would probably take a shot on just because he's younger. Um, Shark tends to get a little bit injured. Uh, the rookie Jalen Hyatt for the New York Giants, he did score this weekend, um, and he looked <laughs> really, really good getting separation, showed off the speed um, that I was talking about during uh, actual draft dra- NFL draft season. Uh, so Jalen Hyatt, I'm very high on. You can get him right at the back end of the draft. JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba is in here. Jacoby Myers, uh, Zay Jones, Tyler Boyd. Uh, tier 9, you're going to have Van Jefferson, Rashid, Shahid, Paris Campbell for the Giants, KJ Osborne, Bull, Alec Pierce, Bull, DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cleveland. I still like him. Uh, Joshua Palmer, nobody's drafting him. Um, but I'm having a hard time trying to get him up, you know, back over towards where Quentin Johnson is, even though um, uh, Joshua Palmer is right now, he's the true wide receiver three. So, I mean, if you want to play the pairing and just kind of wait it out for uh, Quentin Johnson, I get it. I get it. 
I'm not buying too much into John uh, John Mechie yet in Houston. I know a lot of other people are, but I'm not. Uh, Michael Gelb, way down. And then to bring up the rear uh, before the tier of desperation, Jaden Reed as a wide receiver three for the Packers, and then Curtis Samuel uh, for the Washington Commanders. Uh, Eric Bieniemy offense, the slot wide receiver, has, the guy who's played probably – predominantly in the slot has benefited and Curtis Samuel is still there. Um, but if he doesn't get it done this year, he's done. He is done in this league. Uh, tier desperation, just a bunch of guys. Uh, you can take a look in here. Uh, bringing up the rear of tier desperation is the Rondale Moore marker. Um, and now Jamison Williams of Detroit is bringing up right in front of him. Uh, we're not trusting him this year. Tight ends real quick. Tier one, of course, is going to be Travis Kelsey. How can you not have it be Travis Kelsey? Tier two, uh, four guys in there in this order. Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, George Kittle, and TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson is the tight end three, but I have him as my tight end five. Okay. I move Waller and Kittle both up one spot um, and then put Hawkinson behind them. I know everybody wants to say that Minnesota is going to have this, you know, more predominantly passing offense um, with the, you know, with the head coach and the offense coordinator that's there. But I think there's still a little bit too much uh, KJ Osborne. I think they're going to try and make Jordan Addison pick really, really work. So, Addison's going to be more of your secondary target than TJ Hawkinson is. I know he was really, really good to finish out the year. I just have trouble trusting it. If you want to take TJ Hawkinson in front of any of these guys, God bless you. I'm not going to argue with you. I just have a little bit of fear with it. Okay. Tier three, got Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard, Evan Ingram, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, and Cole Komet. Um, I would keep it in that order, and that's actually in order of their true ADPs. So I believe that this is its more safe than it is risk with these guys. The next one is probably more risk than it is safe. Okay, so Tier 4, Pat Fryermuth leading it off, although he's probably the most safe, but Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby for LA Rams when Matt Stafford was in there Tyler Higby was a big part of the offense um, alongside Cooper Cup so that's why I'm okay with him there uh, Sam Laporta the rookie for Detroit he's been okay uh, Jawan Johnson for New Orleans Luke Musgrave for Green Bay who has moved up because um, he is looking to be the guy like he's going to be the safety net for Jordan Love and he is a big motherfucker, and he is getting the job done. So I do like Luke Musgrave there. Uh, Chig Akakwo for Tennessee has kind of moved. He hasn't moved down, but he hasn't quite moved up. But there's been no trailing Burks, so he's going to benefit right now. Um, but whether or not that continues into the season, that's the risk. And then bringing up the rear of Tier 4 is Greg Dolchich for Denver. I like him. I love his talent. I just don't know if there's enough passes coming his way 
uh, with a healthy Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Tier of desperation, Dalton Kincaid. He is tight end 11 right now at pick 121. I don't know why the fuck anybody is thinking that he's going to be that high. I just don't like it. Not going to go through the rest of tier of desperation on that one. Uh, your defenses, tier one is Philly and San Francisco. Those are your two safest defenses. Uh, tier two, you got Buffalo Bills and New York Jets. They're perfectly fine. Uh, tier three, Dallas Cowboys, New York, New England Patriots, and Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Pittsburgh Steelers are defense number 11, so I moved them way up, way up. Uh, you're going to have better performance out of the offense. It's going to keep that defense a little bit more fresh and not put them into bad situations, um, and that's a very good defense, okay? little suspect in the, at the corner positions, but, 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 Joey Porter Jr. played really, really well this weekend. So he's on point right now. Uh, tier 4, moved uh, Miami Dolphins down a little bit because they're having cornerback issues. Um, but still really good defense. Denver Broncos, New Orleans Saints moved up a little bit. Uh, and then you have Baltimore Ravens kind of bringing up the rear there. Uh, your tier of desperation, which really isn't a, a tier of desperation. It's just kind of here's some guys on the on the outside looking in. Uh, Washington Commanders, Jacksonville Jaguars, Seattle Seahawks, and the Cleveland Browns. I think if you decided that you wanted to play the streaming defense way and let it play out for the first couple of weeks, and these guys have these guys down here, believe, have a couple of really good games uh, to begin the year, uh, I think it would be settled. But, uh, yeah, so that is... That is our tier rankings uh, for the week, but we are going to have a little bit more conversations this week. I plan on having more um, talking points this year, getting us ready for drafts, because uh, after this week, uh, we got to start talking DFS. I do have the DFS spreadsheet done uh, for week one. It is ready to go, but uh, you're going to have to wait on that one. I'm excited, though. I'm excited. Let's make 2023 our bitch. At least that's my goal. I mean, it was my goal until I hurt my leg, but I'm done bitching with that. But any which way, it's good to be back. And uh, let's keep it rolling. Let's win our leagues. Let's win as much money as humanly possible. Peace out, everybody. I'm out of here.